nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing And welcome to a new edition of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. I'm your host tonight, Harry. Here uh, with me is Royce, who may or may not be here. Uh, no, he's here. And then Rafa. So, Mr. Uh, AEW, uh, how are you this evening? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, survived the the winter blast <laughs> with my San Marcos black blankets and the and the, and the water shortage. <laughs> but thanks to the beard, it kept me warm too. So I'm glad about that. <laughs> yeah, I had that. You know, not that I grow a beard like you guys, you know, but, you know, I had to, when I got my hair cut, I was like, you need to handle that. So but I said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll make some adjustments. But uh, uh, for here, Royce, uh, I see you're already ready for the baseball season. Um, uh, yes, sir. Yes. Is this just a rub in that you stole, or, or I mean, that we paid the Rockies paid to give you the best player in franchise history. It's pretty nice to have somebody else pay for a top player in the league. And we gave up a good pitcher in Austin Gomber. No, you didn't. But my thoughts in the first of all are with Austin Gomber because he is going to the worst ballpark <laughs> in MLB for a pitcher and for a pitcher, yeah. <sighs> Welcome, Nolan Arenado. Faster. Way to go, Mo. So, yeah, I can't believe – I can see them trading, but I can't believe that they paid, what, $100 million, I think is what – some obscene amount. They paid 50 – the Rockies paid the Cardinals $50 million to take to him take off. The, take the best player. It doesn't make sense. I've never seen a trade like it, but that's baseball for you, so – I have a theory that the owner of the Rockies and the owner of the Cardinals had a poker game, and it didn't turn out so well for the owner of the Rockies, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I saw, yeah, because yeah, I've been seeing spring training on, and I was like, the Rockies are playing the Dodgers, and it was 9 nothing. and I was just like, that's going to be the year for the Rockies. But uh, To be fair, the Dodgers are stacked. So, not to turn this into a baseball thing, the conversation, but the Padres and the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm excited for the Padres and the missions. San Antonio missions are the AA affiliate for the Padres. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Congratulations. Congratulations to uh, former Cardinal Fernando Tatis's son, who just signed a 14 year, $340 million deal with the Padres, who's a former San Antonio mission. And I saw him play with the missions and that's going to tie us back into San Antonio. Go. <laughs> so we're going to start out with the, uh, what we always do talking about high school. Uh, do you want to do rankings or you want to do the taps playoffs? Uh, let's go with taps playoffs first. Right. And then we'll go to rankings. So 
Taps playoffs. I tried to do the screen share, but it just wasn't uh, the uh, the window that that they have in is just not good. Uh, so looking at it from here, uh, I think for what Division One is Central Catholic. Uh, they started. They had a buy in the buy district round. The area round, they won 4-0 over Concordia Lutheran High School. Uh, in the regional final, they beat uh, St. Thomas High School, which they're typically a pretty good school. I remember uh, you and Scott talking to them about last year. Um, and so, and then on the bottom of the bracket, you had San Antonio Christian had a bye in the first round, uh, won the area 2-1 uh, to one over the village school, unfortunately lost in the regional final 4-2 to two to uh, Munsinger Kelly Catholic. And I think those are the two schools in the Division One that we really focus on, right, to, as far as for the San Antonio. So Central Catholic tomorrow they play, or some, yeah, it says the second, doesn't give a time. They play the semi uh, semifinal against Mornings uh, or Ka uh, Kelly Catholic. On the other side is John Paul Second Plano and Trinity Christian Addison. Uh, so by the time that we record this again, uh, there will be a final on there. So Rafa, thoughts on Central Catholic uh, run so far? Thoughts on San Antonio Christians? Uh, pretty good run, uh, you know, getting all the way to the area final. And then the semifinals and finals, uh, how do you see that for the uh, boys' uh, Division One taps? And I think we also had, had Antonian. I think they made the playoffs. Yeah, well, Antonian, uh, they lost in the uh, – they had a bye in the bye district. And in the area, they lost 4-2 to two to Antonian, uh, who Central Catholic then beat uh, on the 27th. As far as the upcoming uh, semifinal game for Central Catholic, this is going to be a big test with Bo with Beaumont, Beaumont Kelly. I know they've played, faced them in the past, um, so this is going to be a good game. Uh, I know they've been on a roll a little bit, and that's good. They're, you know, you want to peak at the right time, and the playoffs is the right time for Central Catholic. You know, they're going for you know one for the thumb for the fifth one <laughs> in a row, and and I think confidence is pretty high. I know. They might not have a Gallegos, like I said, the last Camino's having them the last four years. But I'm sure the you know they're gonna be ready to go for tomorrow. And I do I think I think I, I see them winning this game. It'll be a close game. Uh, I see them passing through maybe like two to one. So they they'll get to the finals and then the finals. Uh, I think they're gonna see John uh, John Paul from Plano. And that should be that should be a really good game. Really, uh, Trinity, because well, I'm assuming it's the seating here, Trinity was 2-1 and John Paul was 2-2, so that would lead you to believe that Trinity was seated first in what the second you know, mm -hmm. second division. So you think John Paul will, uh, the second Plano, will, will get the victory over uh, yeah, Trinity? They a, yeah, they, they got a history of making it to the finals. So, But you can say you never know. I mean, I, I'm sure Central Cochran doesn't care. So, <laughs> Who they play. Yeah. Who, who they don't care who they who's they see in the finals, as long as they can get one for the thumb, that's all that matters to them. Yeah, and the final will be, uh, you know, assuming that Central Catholic gets there, and even if not, uh, the final will be uh, March fifth at eleven thirty a.m. Uh, for that here. So uh, that's in Round Rock, right? Yeah, up in Round Rock. Multi-purpose. That's a nice, nice complex there. They have a nice turf field there. So I've been out there. So if you have a chance to go on Friday.
especially some of you guys are living already for spring break. <laughs> go go support Christ <laughs> Catholic out there, <laughs> Little Road Trip to Austin. I'm to Ron Rock. So the second uh 2021 winter soccer uh, division two for taps boys uh tmi uh they they actually had a by district first round which they beat uh christo ray jesuit houston six to two uh they in the area they won four to two over british international school regional final they uh, beat uh saint joseph academy brownsville three oh um, and then the other one on the other side of the bracket here, 3-1. I'm trying to see. I think that's the only one really in our area because I see a lot of Austin, Corpus Christi schools on that side of the bracket, right? No. So for TMI, uh, they play, you know, March 2nd as well. Uh, they'll play Lutheran South Academy. And on the other side of the semifinal will be Faith Christian School uh, Grapevine and Legacy Christian Frisco. So, you know, another one of one and two divisional for their here. Their final would be on the fifth at two o'clock as well. So any thoughts on TMI? It seems like they've been a little bit more dominant going through their bracket so far. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're my favorite to repeat. I'm, sure, I'm like concerned. I'm sure like, you know, they were ready to go for this coming game. Uh, nothing to look past, you know, in the Lutheran South. South. Yeah, as far as them, I think they should take care of business. And then like, the, the one where maybe a little be a tricky game might be the final because you have two Dallas area teams, and you know how Dallas soccer is. They they always have really good teams up there. So, But I, I, can, I do see, I think, uh, TMI getting into the final and, and, and repeating again this year. Yeah, Legacy Christian looking at theirs. They won 5-0 over Bishop Dunn. 8-0 over Quorum Dio Academy Flower Mound and 3-0 over Grace Community School. So um, they, they've been running rough shot, one goal allowed and what, 16 goals scored in, in the three matches so far. Um, the Faith Grapevine, uh, Faith Christian uh, had, a, who was seated first, had a bye the first uh, first round, and the bye district won 6-1 over Brighter Horizons and 2-0 over the uh, Brook School, uh, Brook Hill School. So that one definitely looks to be interesting. Um, the last one for the boys' Division Three, uh, St. Paul's Shirts uh, won bye district uh, 8-0 over Westbury Christian School, 3-0 over Northland Christian School, 5-1 uh, over Cypress Christian School, um, and I'm just trying to take a look, see if there's others there. Holy Cross of San Antonio lost in the by district to St. Thomas Espicle, uh, 6-0, who is who uh, John Paul II is going to face uh, San Marcos Academy. I think those are the only ones that stick out to me for local schools mm. on there. On the other side there, you got the Comet School of Dallas and Pentego Christian Academy, and then of course uh, John Paul II in shirts, and then St. Thomas uh, Episcopal School. So, thoughts on Division Three? Uh, shirts, it's kind of a sleeper team because we didn't know much too much about them, but I'm looking at the finally got to got a hold of their schedule, and they've had some pretty good wins. I know they had a couple losses with some teams higher higher in the division, but that's a good test for them to get, you know, get them ready, you know, what they're doing right now in the playoffs. So 
I, I think they'll probably be the favorite for the semifinal game, and then we'll see what they do. Hopefully they can, you know, land that state championship on Friday. I will say looking at the playoff results here, St. Thomas won 6-0 over Holy Cross, 4-0 over Our Lady of the Hills, and 6-2 over San Marcos Academy. So, you know, as far as on this side of the bracket, it seems like those two have been the dominating teams uh, so far here. Now, for the Division One, um, gir uh, gir Division One girls, uh, Antonian College Prep uh, had a buy the in the in the by district round uh, in the area. Beat uh, John Paul uh, College Prep 3-0 in the regional final. Uh, beat Saint. P.S. X Catholic, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced these, and they're in the semifinal round. Uh, we'll go against St. Agnes uh, on there, and then um, San Antonio Christian had a bye um, in the bye district, but lost to uh, Concordia Lutheran High School 2-1 uh, for that here. And then on the other side, John Paul II Plano and Uraline Academy is on the other side here. So for uh, the Antonian girls division one here, uh, like I said here, uh, thoughts on them, uh, you know, playing in the uh, championship final and they'll be playing on the fifth as well. A uh, tough semifinal game for them. I think they can pull it off, get to the final, but the final uh, Ursuline Academy's had history. I think they've won like, the last 20-something state championships out of the last 25 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> they had, like, a big streak, you know, kind of doing some research on them. Uh, they have some top-notch D1 prospects on usually on that for that program. So if TMI does get into the final against, Ur you know, Ur I mean, Ursuline Academy, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bar burner. But, you know, anything can happen in a final. And, like I said, uh, it's, that it's the year of COVID. Anything yeah. can happen. I mean, that streak was broken once, so that doesn't mean TMI can't do it and get them, you know, a lot, I think the secret to it is getting ahead. If you can get ahead in games, you have a shot of winning, you know, and just playing a smart, you know, strategic game, you know, that'll get you the championship. Uh, that's some dynamite. That's some dynamite analysis, Rafa. Score goals, <laughs> you'll probably win. <laughs> Uh, but 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 holy, but normally when you you in like a state finals, I, game, I get it. I got you. I got yeah. you. I'm just playing. Holy, you know, getting, getting the you laugh. Yeah, AJ's <laughs> club team. We you know we went up and played Lone Star. Basically, it was pack it in on our side and hope and hope and hope and you know they were competitive, but yeah, it frustrated me that playing playing the defensive ball. I was like, yeah. we need somebody up front at least shift the field but distribution unless they're gonna play like atletico madrid with six, with six, three one <laughs> just just luis suarez up there that's it just luis yeah. suarez and everybody behind the ball yeah pack it in and just hopefully get them on a counter attack to, to be fair field. that's how that's how uruguay plays i mean it's yeah. it's cavani and it's suarez up front and everybody behind the ball and they keep making the quarterfinal of the world cup that way so <laughs> it works i did miss i did miss uh one team uh Incarnate Word High School, uh, they did, you know, had a bye in the bye district, uh, but they did lose to uh, St. Pius X Catholic, six to six to nothing there. Uh, Pius. Div uh, Pius uh, Division two uh, for the girls. 
I'm trying to see if there's any of them that we have. Uh, uh, Geneva School of Bernie. Uh, they had a bye. Uh, they beat uh, in the area St. Paul II Corpus Christi, but they lost a close one to Regent School of Austin 2-1 to one, uh, to end their season, um, unfortunately, in the regional final. But uh, uh, a, gr a good year uh, for uh, Geneva School of Bernie uh, for that here. Um, any thoughts on there? I know we, I know it doesn't look like that we have anybody uh, in the San Antonio area. It looks like it's more Austin area that, uh, as far as for this division, that uh, with St. Michael's Catholic Academy, Regent School of Austin, and then on the other side, you got Faith Christian School and Southwest Christian uh, Fort Worth. Yeah, it sounds like Division Two is a really stack. You know, as far as some teams there, but I'm trying to team seem Geneva School. You know, making that far. I'm sure they'll build upon that for next year, and hopefully they can get at least to the regional final, and then, you know, get to get knocking, you know, knock in and get to the to the final four for the state. So hopefully they can, like I said, it's a good season for them. Hopefully they'll build on that for them. But I know and Division Three is going to be a good one for the next. And then Division up. Three, uh, John Paul II shirts uh, had a buy and buy district. Um, also in there, also look to have been Holy Cross of San Antonio. Uh, in the area, John Paul shirts advanced 10 to nothing over St. Thomas, um, where Holy Cross fell to Cypress Christian School. In the regional final, uh, John Paul II uh, beat uh, Convent Christian Coleyville 6-1. to one. So they will be facing Cypress Christian School um, on the second as well. On the other side, uh, the Convent School of Dallas and then uh, Baratas Academy. And that championship is scheduled on the 5th uh, for uh, 12.30 as well. But uh, John Paul II uh, shirts, uh, both on the boys' and the girls' side, seems to be having a pretty magnificent year, um, you know, just looking at the TAPS playoffs. Uh, well, the girls are the defending champs, so they're, I'm, I'm sure they're looking to defend their crown. And I, I think, like I said, they've been, they've been red hot the last few weeks, and you know, I can see them getting by this this next game and getting to the final on Friday, and I want to be surprised if they if they repeat again as as the C champs. All right, so and let's turn to the famous rankings here by Rafa. So we're going to start out with four A boys, uh, and like I said, this also does include the Taps rankings. Uh, TMI is number one. Uh, Shirts John Paul uh, the second number two Central Catholic number three Bernie uh, San Antonio Christian at five Pleasanton six Lavernia Fredericksburg at eight Antonian and Canyon Lake um, in the tenth spot here so uh, Antonian and San Antonio Christians uh, their season has uh, you know unfortunately is is finished as, as we just went over. Um, thoughts on the 4A uh, for I hear any chance that the Bernie can sneak into the top three or you think uh, with three and you know, those three teams in the semi semifinals uh, mm -hmm. of the TAPS playoffs, uh, you know, they're really in the running for fourth. Um, I mean, we could out of that last, we could have three state champions you know, after this weekend. So it's going to be tough for Bernie to, to try to sneak up in one of those top three spots, unless they run the table and win it all, then that's the consideration at the end of the season, you know, you know, final 10. 
Uh, Pleasanton, like I said, they're you know I know they're they made up a streak six six in a row. I'm sure they played a tough non-district schedule and they're leading the pack in their district. Lavernia, you know, I think they're in second in that district. They're doing, they're, you know, maintain, have, you know, doing well, maintaining their their play. Uh, Fredericksburg, after a tough non-district schedule, they're undefeated in their district. Uh, Canyon Lakes kind of slipped up a bit. They started hot a little bit, and they've, they've dropped. So, it, like I said, a lot of these uh, four eight teams are in the middle of district play. I know a lot of teams are effective because of the because of the weather uh, this past week, this past couple weeks, and you know, because a lot of them do have makeup games. Uh, some of them are playing two, three games this week. So, you know, we'll probably see some changes coming up in the next couple of weeks once everything's kind of caught up. Moving to the uh, 4A girls, uh, number one, Antonian. Uh, number two, Shirts John Paul. Number three, uh, Bernie Genevia. Uh, Uvalde at four, Lavernia, Bernie at six, Canyon Lake at seven, Fredericksburg, Pleasanton, and San Antonio Christian uh, in the 10th spot. And, and of course, there in Bernie Genovia is season is over. And Antonio and Shirts uh, are in the uh, semifinals as we discussed here. So uh, Uvalde and, and Lavernia, uh, those two look to be kind of neck and neck. Any opportunity you think uh, for some change between the two? Uh, if they can get a deep playoff run, longer, you know, they can win two or three playoff games. You know, or get into like a regional semifinal. Like I think they can overtake uh, Geneva. Um, it goes for both, basically in any of the four A teams. You know, uh, since they're in district play, you know, so we'll see who can make that run. You know, because this is coming co close to the downstretch to the playoffs. Because the playoffs are going to be in a, in a few weeks, maybe about three weeks from now. So anything can happen. You know, a lot of the teams are, are going to, a lot of these teams are going to be playing against each other. So. You're gonna see a lot of movement, like uh, you're gonna see on the next some of the next rankings that we talk about. So you know, district play does come in, you know, come into play as far as you know the changes that we have in these rankings. But I, like I said, hopefully, like I said, I think Ovalle Laverne have a good shot moving up. But you know, same thing with um, like I said, uh, with Shirts. Shirts can end up being number one if they win the state championship. If Antonio happens to falter, so you know, like I said. A tough stop, still kind of it's up for grabs right now. Up for grabs. So moving to five A boys, uh, Southwest still rolling. Uh, number two, Jefferson uh, made the step up, uh, leaped Alamo Heights. Uh, Harlandale up one to four. <laughs> New Braunfels Canyon fell to three. Bernie Champion up one. Uh, Edison uh, down one. Lanier up one. Uh, Memorial is new to this, uh, new to the rankings, and Medina Valley. Uh, or pardon me, Memorial. Yeah, Memorial's new the rankings in Medina Valley uh, is uh, in the top spot here. So thoughts on uh, Jefferson? It seems like they're the, the big mover, uh, even jumping Alamo Heights, which I know you've always been a pretty good fan of. Yeah, they, like I said, Jeff's, you know, got it on track. I know they had a little rough, you know, rough start for the non-district um, schedule, but as you see, they're dominating um, their district. It was, it was I think, 27-5A. At 27-5A. So they're on the heels but behind behind Southwest, you know. It's a little bit nice to see those two play. They may play end up playing each other in the playoffs. We'll, we'll see. You know, we'll, we have to look at the brackets to see if that's a possibility. Uh, Alamo Heights, you know, they did have a little setback, but they're still on track. You know, I think they're, I think they're one game behind, I think, Dripping Springs in that district. 
Uh, Harlandale, they like I see they've they're they're in the same district as Southwest. They haven't played each other yet, so that's going to be an interesting game. <laughs> I think they were supposed to play uh, the week of the of the snowfall. Uh, that got canceled, so I think they're going to play like two out of the, uh, a week. One of the weeks they're going to play twice in a week. So I, I got to double check on that schedule, but I think they do play twice in one week. So that's going to be interesting there. Um, and this, like I said, playing two, three games in a week, uh, especially three games in a week, that can make a difference as far as you know, you know how how deep is your bench? Can you pull through some of these district games? Uh, Canyon, they're, like I said, they're fighting for a playoff spot in the same district with Alamo Heights. Uh, Bernie Champion's starting to bounce back. Uh, Edison, like I said, they're in the, uh, right behind uh, Alamo Heights in that district. Same thing with Lanier. Uh, the surprise move is at Memorial. Uh, they've gone a little streak to get that – uh, they're right now in that final playoff spot with the same district with Jeff. And then Medina Valley, same thing. They're on that, in that fourth spot as well. The same district with Southwest with, uh, I think, the 29-5A. Moving over to the 5A girls, uh, Alamo Heights, number (laughs) one. Southwest has moved up to number two, Birding Champion. Uh, Jefferson, New Braunfels Canyon fell uh, to five. Harlandale up to uh, Brackenridge, Burbank, Medina Valley all make an appearance. And Floresville rounds out the top ten. You had Lanier, Veterans Memorial, and Kerrville Tyvee drop out here. So thoughts on the 5A, uh, 5A girls out of all the brackets. This seems to have, you know, most of the more movement than the others. Uh, for that here, is it just, you know, districts are kind of shaping up things? Or mm-hmm. is it, you know, in the area just like really close and, and not a huge difference between, let's say, one and four, one and five in, 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 your, in, your, in your conference? Uh, the a lot of the district is a lot of the well the district games are a lot of the shakeups. So, you know, some teams are beating each other. That's that's gonna affect anything. Uh, the one of the biggest surprises is, uh, as far as the movers, uh, with Je- uh, you know Jeff Jeff's starting to dominate that district. Uh, I think they're gonna probably end up going undefeated in their district play. And don't sleep on that team. They got a couple of really good player, a couple of good forwards. Um. Southwest too. I mean, you got to give the, the Southwest girls uh, for that 29-5A. They should win that district pretty easily. Uh, Bernie Champion can never count them out. I'm sure they'll bounce back. Uh, Canyon, same thing. They're good. Like I said, they'll, they'll probably make the playoffs. Uh, Harlandale's coming up too as well. They're just a couple. Like I said, one game behind Southwest. Uh, Brackenridge, Burbank. They're all fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, right under, like I said, under Jefferson. Uh, Medina Valley, I think they're, they're not too far behind in, in 25. I think they're in the third spot for 29 uh, 5A. And that's the same thing with Florida. I think they have the fourth spot. So a lot of things are going to change these coming weeks because, like I said, a lot of the round two of the district play is going to happen. And so we're gonna start going to see who sets themselves apart, starts pulling away, and then starts clinching the – only a playoff spot, but also the district championship. But like I said, my favorite is still Alamo Heights. I know they had a little setback with Dripping Springs, but they should they should bounce back, and hopefully they can get them back on the rematch. And moving to 6A boys, uh, to me, I think this is the one that gets all the attention, especially the three heavyweights at the top. Clemens, boys. Lee, Harlan. Uh, then, uh, in my opinion, I think there's probably a break, uh, you know, a gap. Then Smithson's Valley, Churchill, 
Um, probably not that big of a gap, but uh, you know, a little bit of a gap. Uh, Warren, Reagan, Johnson, Stevens, and then New Braunfels rounds out the top ten. Um, looks like here, you know, Stevens and New Braunfels in for the first. I want to say for the first time this year, Marshall and O'Connor uh, dropped out. So let's start at the bottom because uh, the t school I my kids will probably go to Stevens, um, and then New Braunfels. You know, records under five hundred. You know, as far as overall. But, you know, um, district play, uh, obviously they've got winning records uh, for that here. So thoughts of them coming in, you know, despite their overall record, you know, when you have Marshall and O'Connor dropping out. Yeah, that just to show that Stevens and Obrofels played really tough non-district games. That's why they have these sub-500 records. But if you look at the district play, you know, they're in contention to make it a playoff spot. You know, I, I think Obrofels, I think, will get a spot in. Uh, I know Stevens is trying to fight off Marshall and O'Connor. That's probably going to come down to like one of the last two, three, the last, maybe the second last to the last games, you know. <laughs> uh, so who gets that final spot and ends up playing? I think they're going to play one of the Laredo teams or my, or maybe my old team, which we'll talk about in a bit um, in, in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Johnson, uh, they started hot for a while, but they've, they've had some setbacks, but, I think they, like I said, they're still a strong team. I think they'll bounce back, you know, because uh, that district. Uh, I'm trying to get my numbers right. That 28, the 26A, it's a playoff. It's basically every game in that district's a playoff game. So, but I think Johnson bounced back. Reagan is making a resurgence. And if you, I know they had a subpar record, but look at that district record. They're making a bounce back. I think the only two losses was to Churchill and Lee. So I know they're in third in district play. Don't count, don't, don't sleep on them. I think on the second round of the district play, you know, they could knock off Churchill Lee. You know, I think they, they have the talent too. So, you know, don't sleep on them just yet. Warren's been a big surprise this year. Like I said, they're in second place in their district. They're moving on up. Uh, Churchill, they had a little setback. Uh, they lost three Saturday to Lee, four to one. Uh, but I'm a sure that was a pretty big one. Yeah, little setback, yeah. But, uh, I'm sure the next, the second, the second round game will be even even better. So I'm sure you know you always learn from your losses, and I'm sure the, I'm sure the, um, the, they'll make some adjustments for that for the next game. Like I said, every game is going to be competitive. Um, Swinson Valley, like I said, they're second place in their district. They actually have a big game coming up tomorrow. They're at Clemens, mm. so you know Swinson Valley could knock off Clemens. You know, and knock them off that. You know, you know. Off of number one, and Swinson Valley move up a bit on the rankings, and then we have Harlan. Uh, Harlan Harlan's just dominating 296A. I, I just do not see. I don't think anybody can. You know, they're the class act of that district. Um, they should win the district title, and then the first round uh, playoffs. Um, they may play my old team, and if they score a bunch of goals on them. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Yes, you, have no low, you have no love loss for your old team. <laughs> no, no love for no real, sorry. Um, and then Lee, Lee, big win over Churchill. Like I said, they're in first place. Uh, like I said, they're not too far away from, from being number one. Like I said, you know, that, that one loss to Vandergriff, you know, but I'm sure they learned from that. And I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that hopefully they'll may get another opportunity playing them in the playoffs. And then you have a Clemens at number one. Uh, but like I said, mentioned big game tomorrow versus Swinson Valley. 
Uh, if Clemens wins that game, they're probably going to more likely they're going to win their, the the district championship for for 20, 27-6-A. So it's going to be a crazy week for soccer tomorrow, and we got some big games coming up. And like I said, we'll see how that. Like I said, some teams are going to play, you know, three games in a week. You know, we'll see how that's going to affect maybe some of these rankings. I think the big key is how how deep is your bench because it it takes you know to play all those games. It does do a lot of wear tear on you, and how does that affect you before the district ends? We'll see. You know, you also have to contend with injuries, grades, and and spring break. <laughs> I'm sure the coaches are telling them, you got no spring break. Oh, that's right, spring going. break. Are they playing during spring break? Yeah, they're playing during spring break. So. Oh, wow. Did you have something to say, Royce? Yeah, I was going to say, and the lingering uh, lingering issue of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Rearing you know, its ugly. Yeah, funny, actually, Royce, when you mentioned that, we haven't had a really of a problem with that with as far as what has affected too much of the soccer and we're, yeah. And we're crossing our fingers it doesn't because yeah exactly that's great wanna, yeah we we want to we want we want to see a playoff this year so 100%. so like i guess the good sign you can say we see it with saw with football and now we're seeing it with basketball and volleyball they were able to have playoffs but i know we did see some teams have to forfeit um, hopefully we don't see that for you know for for the soccer playoffs coming up pretty soon i was also going to say uh uh, Harry, you said your kids are going to go to Stevens. Well, if we stay in this house, then our kids would go to Warren. So we may have a uh, <laughs> SA soccer roundtable derby. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> if, if, I, if I stay where I am, if I have kids, there will probably be at, at O'Connor or Brandeis. So we may have a rival from the <laughs> I was going to say, you don't count. Get out of here. Yeah, your kid, my kids are 12, and, and trust me, we're not having any more. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, is that having a or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so turning to the 6A girls, uh, we got uh, some movement here. Smithson Valley, uh, number one. Reagan uh, dropped down to uh, two. Brennan, uh, three. Clark, the, the biggest, well, there's two big movers. Clark and Taft both were up seven. Uh, Lee down three. Clemens uh, came into the rankings. Madison, O'Connor uh, down five. Steele. Uh, Brandeis and Johnson uh, were the ones that dropped. So all through 6A girls, there is changes. There is volatility. Go, Rafa. What what can you say about the girls' division here? I mean, you know, not to, no knock on Brandeis or Johnson. You know, the, if I had a top 12, there, those would be my 12-12 teams because that's just how – Competitive uh, girls soccer is here in San Antonio. We, you know, those they just have so much talent in those teams. You know, kudos to like I said to the coaches, the hard work they do there. You know, it's a dogfight every you know for every district game they're playing. Uh, but like I said, we do have a new number one, Swinson Valley. Like I said, they're still undefeated in district play, but they do have a big test tomorrow. They got number seven Clemens, and that could be for a district title right there. Like I said, Clemens has one loss, one district loss. If they can knock off Swinson Valley, they'll be tied. Uh, Reagan did have a setback, but they're still in first place in their district. And I'm sure, the, I'm sure they'll bounce back from that loss. And I still see them as their as a favorite to win uh, 28-6A. Brennan, like I said, they're they're in first place. 
for 29-6A, uh, like I said, they're going to probably be the favorite more likely to win it out. Clark's been uh, like a shooting star, get back up. They had a couple early setbacks, but they're back on pace. And I think they could challenge Reagan for that district title. I, I, think, I don't know when they're going to play again. We'll look into the schedules. But that could be a, a district championship game there between those two. Same thing with Taff. Uh, they're soaring. Like I said, they'll contend with with Brandon for that district title. Uh, Lee, a little couple of setbacks, but still a great team. Uh, I, I do see the, uh, the, uh, the, the the ladies from Lee getting to the playoffs. Clemens, like I said, big, big showdown with Spencer Valley tomorrow. I, I think that game is at Spencer Valley, so we'll see how that game goes. Uh, Madison, like I said, you're in a, they're in a tough district, but they had a couple of good wins this week, this, this past week. I think they'll, they'll make the playoffs. Same thing with O'Connor and then also with Steele as well. So, like I said, the ladies' soccer is just, I mean, talent wise with all the teams. It's, it's a dogfight. It's going to be, I can see, like I said, maybe three or four of those, three or four of those teams being our representative for, for Region 4 to go to the seed tournament. And I want to give a shout out to a friend of the show, uh, Hector Canu, uh, 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 was it Yasleta? Uh, head coach of uh, Elton El Paso. Um, he's been on our show a, t- a couple of times. Uh, he's also does his own podcast, the the Fifty and Fifty podcast, where you know he highlights uh, high school soccer. Uh, but he got his hundredth win. Uh, you know, you know, for you know, uh, I think for for at his school, right? I think his hundredth win. For so, their career. Yeah. So, uh, congrats to him. Like I said, I know, you know, looking here, there was a, a video of him on ABC seven, uh, which I just retweeted, um, out, but, uh, like I said here, uh, you know, Mr. Canoe or coach canoe has been a, uh, friend of the show and a great resource. So, you know, we can't, uh, forget about his great accomplishment. And, and as I mentioned here, you know, the wins are nice, but you know, the, the, you know, how he um, leads the lives you know, impacted the lives acted to me are way much more important. And, and like I said here, uh, from San Antonio to El Paso, you know, I think there's been several schools that, that have uh, benefited greatly from, you know, from his coaching. So moving on to San Antonio FC. Uh, I think March rolled around and, and I wasn't the only one. I think everybody else was like, okay, hey, we need some news. Well, we got some news from uh, Preston. And uh, he mentioned uh, that the season is going to kick off uh, tomorrow here. And, and on the list here, here is the <coughs> signed uh, official roster for San Antonio FC. Um, if you look at it, there's one glaring position uh, that uh, we need to fill. Um they need, Royce, they need to fill that Royce. They need to fill that Royce Alvarez position. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I see it too. So, uh, <laughs> thoughts on the roster as it stands going in? Um, we'll bring in Royce here, Mister uh, Whiteboard here. Uh, thoughts and what? How do you think that they finish filling out this roster? It's not even enough to fill out the uh, the whiteboard, is there? Um, <laughs> Well, I think well, I think you mentioned that uh, you can get eleven out of here. Oh no, you can't. I mean, we have, and the the biggest you say the biggest glaring um, missing piece. I obviously 
having three center backs or not even three center backs. It's two center backs and a, a, a right back. There's a little issue there, but you can fill it out. You have the height to fill it out, but obviously need to bring in some center backs. But I think SAFC is either looking towards uh, MLS to get on loan. I mean, we've talked about it that uh, Callum Montgomery um, has basically been signed as a reserve or re-signed as a reserve for Minnesota United. So a very good chance that he gets loaned down. SAFC has a loan relationship established already with Minnesota United, uh, with uh, with uh, Dane St. Clair. Um, so I would not be surprised if that happens. I'd be very excited to see if that happens. Big supporter of Cal Montgomery. He's great when he was here. Um, uh, as well as there's really no left left wing back, but I think that position is going to be taken over by Marcus Epps. Marcus Epps is a very offensive-minded player who I think can come back and defend, but I think he's going to play a role very similar to what Blake Smith played last season to where he was more offensive-minded. Uh, Blake Smith had some ridiculous sauce and some goals <laughs> that were delicious, especially since they were against Austin Bold um, last season, and I think uh, Marcus Epps is going to play a very similar role, and you're going to see Maloney on the right. Uh, more defensive minded, more staying back, um, but also willing to go forward on on occasion. Uh, but I do think that the mid, I think what Marcina saw from last season compared to what he wants to see this season is that he really did try to go with Gallegos and Prano in the middle as two attacking mids, and that kind of left us empty. PC had to really cover a lot of ground, and he may not be human, but he's not that unhuman. So, um, so PC getting a little help uh, in the midfield. You have two uh, defensive mids. You have one attacking, and then you can push your wingers up. I think uh, that may be a way that Marcina um, goes with uh, the lineup, and I, I think that is going to be a winner. We were really strong when we did that. Um, but obviously the glaring uh, – there's two kind of glaring um, – Let's go with three uh, missing pieces. That would be a backup winger, that and that may be uh, Leo on the left. Leo may be the backup left winger. They may be grooming him for that position. Obviously, we need some center backs. If we're going to have three in the back, you want to have at least two, two more. position. And then forwards, which, interestingly enough, we're going to talk about here in a little bit. <laughs> Rafa, Rafa, any thoughts, thoughts on, on, on the, the uh, roster? roster? We're still missing the for the um, we're missing a third center back, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, third center back, and like I said, maybe we do get Montgomery. Um, that that that's like I me mean, to me for getting him. It's a little roll of the dice because he can always get called back. Hundred percent. That's yeah, what happened so, last season. And I think I think really San Antonio needs to get someone that's permanent. But that's in case if we do get him back, you know, even though we lose him, we won't miss a beat. But I, I do see him getting another another six footer, maybe a six four, six five. I think we're gonna have like the the the, the Jolly Green Giants in the back three. I mean, we, we all saw we all saw Dejounte Murray kick the s out of that soccer ball. Uh, he, he, he's six five, uh, so he can play. If, if, if he can, well, he's tall. He's very athletic, and if he can clear, if he can make clearances like that, I think it'd be all right. I think it'd be all right with that. That'd be that'd be fine. I think his wages are a little over the budget for SAFC. Uh, one center back that is off the market, um, 
former SAFC center back uh, Pascal Abusi. Um, he um, he was with a team in the Czech Republic, and he just got signed by a team in Cameroon. So good for you, Pascal. Um, good luck, and we're still following you for sure. Yeah, I got the tweet. Uh, yeah. Al Marquezzi has announced the signing of Cameroonian central uh, defender yep. uh, from Czech Republic, even though he, he didn't really play for Czech Republic, but that was the interesting thing there. But uh, uh, formerly of uh, switchbacks, Colorado Springs and San Antonio yep. FC. And also, uh, yeah, he's been all over the place. I mean, when you're that talented and you have that height, I mean, Pascal was what, 6'4, 6'5? You're going to play a lot of places. And um, he was good. He's athletic, too. That, that was he's other. very athletic. It's just he's in the system that he was brought in. Um, we we really didn't um, use him to his maximum attributes. We kind of had him more wide, and he, he should have been more in the center. But, hey, let's not touch that. Good luck, Pascal. We're still following you. So, so two I, nuggets that Royce was able to dig up. Uh, which one do you want to do first? The Academy one or academy. the... We'll go Academy. Yeah. So, so go ahead with yeah, this one. Yeah. So, um, obviously, this is none of this has been confirmed by SAFC. This has been confirmed by other clubs. So, I don't know if you want to take that with a grain of salt, but SAFC isn't exactly the quickest in... Um, Announcing things, especially with preseason, normally we hear it from the other teams, and then one or two weeks later we'll hear from SAFC. So, um, but a uh, a player here uh, from Venezuela who's under seventeen uh, has been um, I don't want to say signed. Um, well, but has signed. well, it does say signed, doesn't it? Has been signed. There you go. Those words are there. Um, uh, it's coming from Venezuela. He's going to play for the academy, and obviously, if he's going to come over and be signed. It is going to be with an intent to possibly uh, get some professional minutes, um, which is exciting. Um, SAFC is obviously still looking into South America uh, for talent. And let me tell you, they have found some fantastic talent from South America. <laughs> I mean, with uh, with Pekka, with uh, Pirano, obviously, uh, Bailone, who's playing in Europe and – Instagramming it up, those jerseys that his team has are phenomenal. Chef's kiss. Um, it, it's exciting. Uh, it's very exciting that San Antonio FC still has their um, they have their scouting team still in South America, and they're making big moves. I mean, SAFC is an international team, um, and they are really bringing out that uh, international side. So that's it's exciting. And speaking of international. Go well, ahead. Me, one, I had a, a thought on that is I have a feeling he may have signed with the U17 Academy team, but I have a feeling he's probably going to be because SAFC typically does their Academy signings all together at once yeah. where, you know, they have, you know, three, four or five different players that they'll sign to, you know, as Academy contracts. Yeah. So I have a feeling he'll, you know, he most likely will be awesome. one of those. Spots. Yeah. Like you had um, uh, Josh Ramsey uh, was mm -hmm. the same way. He signed Academy and he got minutes. So yeah, very well could be. Yep. Go ahead, Rafa. I so said you gotta love that his his nickname, Yay Yay. Yay Yay. Yeah. Better than Yay. Kanye. No, good luck, by the way, Kanye. That's that's uh, that's some tough cards. But um, yeah, not not a not that uh, music. Okay, fan of the guy. Mm, no, but Yay Yay two. That's fine. Right. 
And then the second nugget uh, that uh, Royce uh, discovered here, uh, you want to go ahead and with this one here. Yeah, let me read the uh, Portuguese from Brazil. Joking. <laughs> so uh, SAFC is apparently signed a striker, uh, Nathan Fogacha, um, from uh, uh, Brazilian Brazil. club uh, Cor Coritibia. Um, I, I said that as terribly as it could. Uh, but they play in a Serie B, uh, the second division of the Brazilian league. 21-year-old uh, striker. He made, um, from what I saw, he has a Wikipedia page. So yes. There you go. So something. Uh, but in 26 appearances with uh, uh, Coritibia, he has one goal. So it's and he wears number 11. So to me, that tells me he's either a left winger uh, or uh, he may just be a, a holding uh, forward um, and more uh, distributing. He's 5'10", so he's not the tallest guy in the world. But um, it seems like he has those. Uh, Probably a holding forward uh, mentality, uh, much like um, Justin Dillon's going to have, much like um, – why am I going blank? The guy we just got from Orlando. Good Lord. Patino. Thank you. Patino. Thank you. Good. That's embarrassing. Santiago, apologies, man. I just brain fart. Um, but that's kind of what it seems like is they really want a, a holding forward distribute to the wings and you know obviously with the wings you're gonna have jose is going to join him up front and also i'm guessing jose is going to be on the right you're going to have your holding on the left and then probably epps also running in and so you're going to kind of have an asymmetrical lineup but i'm excited that's a lot of speed um and it's, it looks like it's going to be exciting that's that's another exciting south american signing of uh of, of talent down there so exciting times I'm not seeing a Argentinian on the roster as of yet. Uh, do you think that they go without an Argentinian this year? Um, rumor has it they're uh, talking to some guy named uh, – oh, man. I saw it on Twitter. Gino Beely, I think it was, something like that. I don't Over know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I haven't heard anything yet, but obviously we'll keep our uh, ear to the ground. and We'll have to get on to USL Argentina uh, to say, <laughs> hey, what, what's up? Yeah, I see a lot of them going to Richmond all of a sudden. Send us a defender. <laughs> already got too many mids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for that here. Um, Jeff Reuter uh, came out uh, that SAFC is most likely uh, in the Open Cup as being the group winner. Uh, Reno, you know, RIP, you know, they're not in, so Sacramento is going to fill their spot. And speaking of Sacramento, uh, thoughts and prayers to you guys. Uh, your MLS bid, you know, absolutely. It, yeah. Friday jump removed from the MLS website on Monday. So I think that's a pretty good indication how that expansion is going uh, for that year. So good for USL, uh, you would assume. Uh, yeah, I'm especially with Oakland Roots uh, coming over there. You know, they're gonna you know have a great NorCal and. Um, I think Monterey is supposed to go uh, USL Championship as well, so that would be three NorCal um, teams, and then you know you add in you know San Diego, uh, San Diego OC and Los Dos if they're if they're still hanging around, and you've got a fun you know you know fun little in-state uh, cup there that you have here. So thoughts on. 
the news, not a whole lot, but at least a little bit. I'm starting to see a lot of nuggets about preseason friendlies. Uh, I know the Bulls play in Houston twice, and yep. Houston's not playing RGV, so I think we can officially confirm that relationship is broke up, broken up. Um, Austin FC or Austin FC is going to be playing Oklahoma and Louisville City. Uh, Louisville City is also going to be playing the Dynamo, so I'm wondering if maybe a visit to Toyota Field. I, I wouldn't mind if that's our uh, friendly to go see um, as a season ticket member. If, if we're going to have friendlies where we can go, I, I would not object to a SAFC Lou City uh, preseason friendly match uh, for that here. Which uh, I, I love Toyota Field, but it would be really cool to also visit uh, Louisville's stadium. That would be. That field looks, yeah, that's dapper. that's stadium sweet, yeah, yeah, uh, for that here. But uh, I have a feeling just based on uh, based on um, history, uh, March is going to pick up for San Antonio FC, especially with an early kickoff, most likely in May, maybe even end of April. April. Uh, we still have yet to get the uh, groups officially from uh, USL Championship headquarters. We've yet to get the schedule. We've yet to get uh, the the preseason friendly schedule. Obviously, looking at the roster that we saw earlier, there's probably five to six, <laughs> five to six uh, roster spots to still be spill, uh, uh, filled, and and you know probably a good I would estimate four five would probably be uh, professional players, not counting the. Uh, you know, academy academy contracts uh, for that here. Open Cup is going to be supposed to be played that first week in May, so it'll be interesting to see who they play. Um, with it being a invitational Open Cup, you know, I think USL is the first one to go on record with the eight teams that they're going to select. MLS gets eight teams. Um, I know there's already talk up in Austin that. You know, how cool would it be, you know, for Austin FC and San Antonio to uh, kick off Open Cup play, which I wouldn't do mind knocking off Do they want to get embarrassed? Have you seen their line? Do they want to get embarrassed? They're supposing they're, they're ranking themselves number six in the MLS. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that meme with the Charlie Murphy when they said, when the shirts play the blouses. So that's, that's yeah. my reaction to that. So. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You're gonna be dropping the little balls for the for the draft lottery this after this season. I think they'll do better than what you guys think, but they're I not sniffing. Like somebody was like playoffs, or you know, and I was like, eh, I don't. I think they'll be competitive, but I don't think they'll be playoffs. But I didn't think Nashville was gonna make the playoffs last year either, and and they snuck in. But you know, it was a a COVID year, so Nash Nashville put money into their team. Cincinnati FC did not. You see the results. Austin FC's not really putting money into their team. They got a thirty uh, mid thirties Matt Beasler's or star on the back line. That's not a recipe for success, man. And then their big their big forward up front is from South America, sure, but he's a ten. I mean, you see what happened in with the Galaxy the last two or three seasons where they haven't done anything, and they went and got Pavone, and Pavone's been suffering there. And then they get Chicharito, and they still can't do anything. So. It's all about that back line. You have to defense first, and they are not building a good defense. Uh, not even for USL standards, man. Yeah, I, I would. For me personally, 
number one, I would, I would like to go see Q2 Stadium. I drove by it this week. And the outside, not my cup of tea, I'll, I'll just say. You know, the wood and, and, and the Verde, just, you know, even my Monaco is like, eh. So, but that's just my taste. It, you know, doesn't have that shiny new stadium look on it. But uh, how do their five parking spaces look? Well, it was full of construction when I was there. But yeah, it's that that's the other thing. And and I, to find the place now, I'm not from Austin. To be fair, it's it's not easy. It's it, yeah. I mean, you go 35 Breaker, and then you got to take Breaker in. But it seems like the middle of nowhere because yeah, it's well, it, there's stuff around it, but it's. It's not off a of main like no, to me not. when you build a stadium, you want it off of one of your main right. main expressways. And it's which not. wasn't wasn't that one of MLS's demands? Like, hey, we need to have this thing downtown. And like, okay, we're gonna build it by coded. Like, that's way out of town. It's like it's by the airport, dude. It's not that far out of town. And Austin's expanding that way. But let's put it by the arboretum where there's literally nothing. There's there's like warehouses. There's Top Golf, and then now a soccer stadium. It's like. So, but I, 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 is closer like to downtown than uh, anyway. Exactly, exactly. Look, guys, it's Austin. Mm, no, no, that's Cedar Park. But they, I do think, I know we dog on them a lot, but compared to what's going on in Charlotte, yeah. Um, See, let, let me let me go on the record and say I'm excited for Austin fans. Yes. I lived in Austin. I'm excited for Austin fans. The franchise will never see a dollar from me, but I'm excited for the Austin fans. That's fine. I cannot support anything to do with that franchise. So I've had many people come and ask me, hey, respectfully, no. But I'm excited for you guys. Austin has deserved a professional mm -hmm. Division One team for a long time. It's a... It's a city, um, but I'm excited for the fans. I'm excited for the citizens. You have something to call your own. That's cool. And they're showing that up. Does yeah, yeah. Away, that does not take away the fact that San Antonio deserves a team too. Texas needs four teams. So let's get that done. So let me ask you this, because I've, I've heard this rumor. And, in, in, you know, I think you guys may have been here, you know, when MLS first came and then was turned away. Yeah. If let's say that didn't happen, do you think San Antonio would have been in MLS prior to this last bit? I think what happens with Sacramento, as long as Garber is MLS commish, as you know, San Antonio and now Sacramento, on paper they have a shot, but I don't think with his backing, I don't think either one of them will have a shot, no matter if they expand to 40. Just because he he doesn't like how, from my understanding, MLS to San Antonio was pretty much done. Not quite as far as, as Sacramento was, and then Mayor was a Harburger backed uh, out. Was this and, a, that was a Harburger? Is one no, of those Harburger? Yeah, uh, he backed out and said no, never mind. And then of course with Sacramento, it's they yeah. got across the line and then said, um, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing this. So. Well, he wasn't much of a soccer fan anyway, so had it been um, the previous mayor, well, that'd have been different. With, uh, with Ed Garza, right? Mayor, we would have a team here. Yeah. Well, any other mayor other than than Phil, Harvard, we yeah. would have had the team. Yeah, 
We would have had a team already. He's just, I don't know, he's, from, I guess, from the old school. Well, I mean, the Dynamo was supposed to be San Antonio's franchise, but they went to Houston after San Antonio refused. I mean, that's that's history. And and basically what happened there was they are trying to relocate the uh, San Jose Earthquakes because it just was not working out. So they were going to send it to San Antonio. They said they sent it to Houston, and then they started a, an Earthquakes franchise again. I mean, what they did in Columbus uh, – Save the crew, by the way. Still fully support that movement. Mm-hmm. What they did in Columbus, that's already precedent. They had done that before, was moving a team and, oh, yeah, we need to give you your team back. But the difference so, is they weren't going to go back in Columbus. With San Jose, you know, kind of going back and yeah. studying that, they said if you got a stadium, yeah, you, we, we would come back. But in Columbus, once they left, they weren't going back because yeah. they went to Cincinnati. Uh, same thing with Tampa Bay. With Columbus, yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Tampa Bay with the mutiny is mm-hmm. basically the same thing happened. We're like, we're not going to play in the same old stadium. You need to build a new stadium, or we're, you're going to lose a franchise. And they're like, Carlos Valderrama's hair, and then no, I mean it didn't work out. So, uh, do you see maybe like Vegas getting the team and playing in the uh, too much competition that, in Vegas now? Way that, too much. That, too too, that too just, much. That, that, the Death Star they have for the Raiders. I I don't see soccer being played in that stadium. Uh, number one and number two, getting a getting another stadium done in Vegas. I just don't see that happening. To be honest, not now in the future. Sure, why not? Uh, I think that franchise is most likely looking towards Phoenix. I mean, they're already building that complex. I think they're gonna. That's not an MLS complex, though. Right. Well, they see the money being invested, and and they they may go there, and you know, obviously, Drogba's there, and don't sleep on San Diego. San Diego is yeah. another one that is very likely. Uh, Tampa Bay is another one I think that mm-hmm. could get an ownership group together. Um, obviously, it can't be at Al Lang, but if if they whoever agrees to build a new stadium is going to happen, uh, even though. To be honest with you, the Alamo Dome would be a fantastic venue. They already allow turf. If you allow turf, Alamo Dome is a perfect venue for MLS soccer, which they do. I mean, there's a lot of Love turf fields. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of turf fields in MLS, and if they allow that, guess what? Alamo Dome's a really good venue for MLS soccer. So, final thoughts, guys. Unless you got a, another topic, I know a little bit short here. We went a little bit long with the. Uh, um, with the college and, and uh, high school rankings here uh, for that here. Uh, but uh, any final thoughts on that? Or I guess we didn't do the college, did we? So, I think I know there was one game this week. I think uh, UTSA girls played Rice. I think they fell three to two. Yeah, so here I, I meant to run through this. But UTSA, uh, their record's now one, three, and one. Conference, they're 0 and 1. They lost to Rice. Uh, at Rice, uh, 1-0, lost to UTRGV at home, 1-0. Tied University of Houston and then lost to Rice 2-3 this last weekend in conference. Uh, this week they play away uh, at La Tech and then on Sunday at uh, Houston Baptist. Trinity, uh, on the on the men's side here, they've unfortunately had their games postponed due to COVID. Uh, March 6th is going to be their opening uh, match uh, coming up here against Colorado College. Shout out uh, to Michael LaHood. Michael Hood. Uh, Trinity women, uh, they did kick off. They beat uh, Austin uh, 1-0. Uh, for UIW, uh, they're uh, 
they uh, played uh, beat UNLV 3-2, lost to Dixie State 1-2. Um, this week they play California Baptist and Utah Valley University, both on the road. On the women's side, uh, the women beat Houston Baptist 4-0, but lost to Stephen F. Austin uh, away uh, one to nothing. Uh, they host uh, McNeese State and Lamar. Uh, St. Mary's beat, uh, on the men's side, beat Our Lady of the Lake 1-0, and they play uh, Texas Permian Basin tomorrow. And the ladies of St. Mary's uh, beat West Texas A&M International 2-0, and they beat uh, uh, at Texas Permian Basin 3-0 for that here, and then they have a return match uh, uh, tomorrow or on, on uh, Wednesday for them. Our Lady of the Lake men... Um, uh, beat uh, Texas A&M Texarkana 2-1. And the ladies, uh, probably the best team so far uh, as far as for the colleges, they're 4-0. Uh, they beat uh, uh, Texas A&M Texarkana 3-1 and Paul Gwynn College uh, 4-0. Texas Lutheran uh, lost 2-1 to Dallas and and won – yeah, 2-1 to to Dallas and St. Thomas one nothing. The ladies lost to Southwest 1-0 and Shriner. Uh, lost a heartbreaker 1-0 in two overtimes, it says. And then on the ladies lost 1-0 uh, to Dallas as well. Both of those were away. So uh, quite a bit of action uh, for the soccers if you want to get around and, you know, for the college soccer college teams here. Uh, they're in full, uh, full season here. Uh, kind of mixed results uh, for it here. You know, I'm hoping to see with all this talent, especially with UTSA, I think, you know, them getting off to a one, three and one record, uh, probably a little bit disappointing, although Rice uh, is four no and looks to be a pretty good uh, team this year in conference UTSA. But uh, uh, I think, you know, the one that kind of stung me, uh, UTRGV losing one oh, um, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit, uh, we lost RGV again, <laughs> so... Uh, but uh, that wraps up the college. But uh, final thoughts for you there, uh, Mr. AEW. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I know we, like I said, looking forward for this week's uh, high school games. There's some key games coming, like I said, tomorrow and on Friday. Uh, good luck to all the TAPS teams. Bring home the gold. After, you know, hopefully get to the finals and Rob Rob bring home the gold. And like I said, just a shout out to everyone after crazy, crazy couple of weeks. I know we survived it. I know and like, oh, everyone, everyone's doing well. We got a power back, got water back. And like I said, moving forward and um, hopefully we get to, you know, get to, uh, well, some good news that I don't even guys heard. The Spurs are going to have fans at their, at their game starting, I think on the 12th. So maybe that's a good sign that well, maybe we'll be back at Toyota Field, you know, Thirty-two hundred fans in a twenty thousand seat stadium. So, so cross our fingers, everyone, that we'll get an opportunity to get to be back at Toyota Field and come come in. I did ask my ticket guy because I spoke with him last week, and they're still reviewing the options. Because where yeah. me and Roy seat uh, in section one fourteen, I was like, "Hey, are we getting bumped back or what?" And he's like, uh, "Still, uh, still up in the air." So, for that here, uh, your final thought there, Royce. Yeah, two final thoughts. Number one, with the Tower Bridge Brigade uh, in Sac Republic, we feel for you. We really do feel for you. Um, welcome you back with uh, um, open arms back to USL, unfortunately. I know that's disappointing for you guys, but looking forward to competing with you, looking forward to beating you, you know, all that good fun. But really, we 
we we really do feel for you. Uh, it it's a crappy to have all this momentum and all of this hype and and, and excitement and that just pfft, your balloon deflates. We know exactly how you feel, and it, it it's not fun. So we really do feel for you, but um, life goes on, and welcome back to the USL Championship. Um, and the second thing is, I mean, San Antonio, Texas in general, we hope your families are safe. Um, I mean, two weeks ago was a struggle. I mean, I think everybody went into survival mode whenever we lost utilities, and it was rough. Um and I mean, some people may have PTSD from that. And, and a lot of people still don't have water and some people still don't have power. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. We just hope you and your families are safe. Uh, we hope you got through it. Okay. And everybody, you know, got through it. Okay. Um, uh, and now we have uh, a new season of soccer to look forward to in San Antonio and and uh, onward and upward to better things. Hopefully everybody finds the vaccine so we can get through this and accelerate things back to normal. But but two weeks ago was really rough for all of us and um, just hope everybody got through it okay. We're all thinking of you. Yeah, my final thought it has to do with that as well. And um, if you can, um, if you can kind of donate to San Antonio Food Bank, uh, even though we're past the storm, most of us have water. Most of us have uh, have uh, power. Um, unfortunately, there were people that weren't able to work, and unfortunately, you know, depending on their employment, may or may not have got paid for those missing days. So, you know, as always, if you can, please donate to San Antonio Food Bank, uh, especially right now where they're coming off where they were depended on very heavily. Uh, for that here, just, you know, if you can donate to them, uh, please do. And I'm sorry, I'm going uh, go to butt in here, but I absolutely either volunteer for the food bank, donate to the food bank. A lot of people lost their jobs and they can't work because busted pipes in their place of work. Um, those businesses didn't come back and they may not be back. So people may not have money for food and they may be going to the food bank for well, that's a Great thought, and uh, I'm I'm gonna go donate twenty five dollars right now after the show to the food bank uh, right now. So, and, and then the other final thought here with spring break, uh, you know, please be safe. Uh, like I said, I know it doesn't feel like it, but we are still in COVID. Vaccines are coming, but if you haven't been vaccinated, you know, please be safe and and be smart. To, you know, along those lines here, even if um, you have. Please yeah. be safe and be yeah. smart for everybody around you that has them. So, and, and of course, you know, if you are going out of town, uh, be safe and, and don't do anything, uh, you know, crazy along those lines here. But uh, that's it for me. Uh, what's life without goals? Uh, you know, thank you, Rafa and Royce. It was always a pleasure. Um, and we may have an interview next week with Coach Augie because uh, he did also get 100 wins as well. Uh, but there was some confusion on it here. Um, so I may be out because we may be going to Arkansas to some lake in the middle of nowhere uh, just to get away uh, uh, for that here. And we may we may see if we can uh, have that done here, but that is not confirmed uh, for that here. But uh, thank you guys and hope you have a wonderful day and a good week. Thanks.